When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the VIP Lounge! <laughs> Welcome in, it's the PHNX Suns post-game show after a big win against the Clippers, 111.95. We are brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. I'm your host, Espo. He's Saul Bookman. He's Gerald Bourget. Lindsey Smith out tonight. I'm not going to tell you why. She's just out, and that's all you have to know right now. You guys, like, how, how, come on, where is the energy, guys? I, that was just such a weird where, transition. Where? I didn't know what to say about fucking Lindsay after that. Where, where's the energy about the game? Finally, they're off the schneid. They've won a game. Can we can we finally get back to Suns basketball? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it like this was look, I'm not <laughs> look, this was in no? the truest sense a get right game that I'm putting absolutely zero stock in in terms of how much it means, but they needed this. They needed to get back on track. They needed to end the losing streak. And they needed to see things like Chris Paul hitting his midi. They needed to see Devin Booker back on the court. They needed to see Mikhail Bridges dropping 27 points on 11 of 18. So, no, it doesn't mean much to beat the Clippers C-Squad, but it's good for everybody's morale that they finally got back in the win column. Yeah, I just, this game absolutely meant shit, except for the <laughs> fact that the Suns won. Mm -hmm. um, and they can feel a little bit better about themselves, and they moved on. And that's that is it. This game was trash. Let's let's just say it. Like the Suns <laughs> played very well in spots. I thought mm -hmm. they were a little sloppy from time to time. Mm -hmm. The Clippers were just tripping over themselves time after time after time again. Uh, made a few little runs to try and make it interesting, but overall, this was just hey, you got the W. Everybody got some shots up. Everybody got some run. Uh, let's let's go home. Uh, Emmanuel in the chat says, this was the Walmart version of win, but I'll take it. When you are a beggar, you cannot be a chooser. <laughs> Those last five games were rough. Uh, the last 10 have not been spectacular. Mm -hmm. I will take a win against the Sisters of the Poor if it's what I got to get <laughs> a victory on the board with. That's what the Clippers were tonight, and I am perfectly fine with it. I no. said I would I would fucking quit watching Suns basketball if they lost this game tonight, so I'm glad they won. That would have made it really tough to do your job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I would have just stayed in my my office. <laughs> Did you know we have a special guest uh, star on the show Who's that? today? It's not the mistress behind the Mac, Emma. She's still there. Mm -hmm. But uh, we've got somebody that's going to be showing up from time to time uh, on uh, on the show tonight and mm -hmm. uh, and filling in as our fourth member okay. of the show. Aren't you gonna? Don't you have to ask a question for them to appear? Uh, no, they just pop up and give give advice or give a. Uh, insight into tonight's game. How They'll so? Yeah, hey. sometimes you don't want them to give advice, and they just give advice. I mean, yeah, I mean that's the that's the truth. I don't know why my <laughs> I, I'm getting an echo over here. I, are, are we going to introduce our our special guest tonight? Yeah, why not? Uh, Emma, yeah. can you bring them in? Yeah, whichever one you want. Uh, do, what do you, you want to start you with? Surprise me. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna. <laughs> we had this well planned out. I'm gonna pick <laughs> pick my favorite one. I 
Please didn't do. read them. <laughs> oh, so this one is <laughs> only the second double-double in Josh Akogi's career as Clippy, uh, the Microsoft paperclip, is showing up on the show tonight. Oh, Clippy, he should have been the Clippers' seventh man tonight, honestly. <laughs> he could have um, started tonight. It is kind of ironic that we introduced Clippy the night we played the Clippers. It, that's exactly what we did. So. <laughs> Are you sure? Welcome to the joke. I thought this was going to be the thing that we would do every show. Oh, oh, we're going to let Clippy stay around. Oh, okay. I thought Please that's no. what it was. I had no idea that this was something that we were only doing once. I banished his ass did back you know in 2009 that? and never looked I back. I thought we were only doing it once. I didn't even save the PSD it, for this. It was, it was a gag oh, because we no. played the Clippers. Yeah, uh, so Josh Akogi, good good pick, Emma. He uh, he had a, a pretty big game tonight. You know, mm-hmm. Finished with... As Clippy told us, only the second double-double of his career, 11 points, uh, 11 rebounds tonight. I felt like he was the guy that brought the energy, kind of set the tone, uh, when things looked like they may have been getting a little sloppy for this team. I just thought that he brought a lot of energy to the floor, you know, and I I mean, he he was a difference maker in terms, you know, like Mikhail had a great game too, but uh, Kogi's energy is infectious and... I mean, honestly, for the last week, he's probably the only son that you felt like day in, day out. He was he he brought his 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 lunch pail to work, so to speak. You know, like he comes every single night ready to play, and that's that's what you want from somebody coming off the bench that you know is is really fighting for playing time. Uh, honestly, and um, when you watch a guy like Landry Shamit, you're like, it's a shame that somebody doesn't take his minutes. Oh, it should be Josh Akogi. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we don't know what this lineup is going to look like a couple weeks from now after the trade deadline, but what Akogi is doing right now is telling me I deserve to be a member of the playoff rotation. He's not going to play a ton of minutes, neither him nor Shamit would, but he has been great. And over the last five games, over that losing streak, he was the only son with like a positive point differential. He was the only son that was shooting like 50%, like 40 from three. Um, he's not a three-point shooter, but he's been knocking him down, and he's been doing all the little stuff, the defensive plays, the offensive rebounds. He just comes in and he impacts the game in such an unconventional way that it's kind of infectious, and we saw that again tonight. The Suns were cruising, and then they kind of let up off the gas, and Akogi was the one who made those highlight plays, the tip slams um, that kind of kept them afloat. So I I will say this. I, I, I tend to disagree with you a little bit mm. in terms of Akogi not not getting significant minutes maybe down the road or, or when it counts the most. Mm. Because if you look at a team like Golden State last year, and Eddie Johnson kind of pointed this out on the broadcast, they used Gary Payton the second. Mm. Um, and I look at Josh Akogi, and there's a lot of similarities between him and, and GP2 uh, that I would definitely want to take more advantage of uh, especially when things are, are kind of stagnant for your lineup. And this year, you cannot risk um, going with the status quo game in and game out because clearly this team has shown too much inconsistency for you to pass up on opportunities to use guys like Josh Akogi who bring a lot of energy into the game and a lot of effort and are infectious. Like So that's I, that's my perception of what Josh brings to the floor mm-hmm. versus, and versus what the team is now. Now down the road – you know, if they add another piece and things start to gel and everybody's playing at a higher level, then, yeah, obviously I, I, I could definitely see it. But right now, as this team sits with the personnel that they have and the inconsistencies we've seen so far this season, you got to use Josh Okogie as many times as possible. You you ride the hot hand right now with him. What we what we heard 
when he came here and and I remember when Gerald was breaking him down when when he arrived here uh great defensive guy you knew he was going to come with that you knew he was going to come with the effort good rebounder but shooting was the question mark mm-hmm. early on he didn't shoot well kind of fell out of the rotation he's come out and he's played well from the floor as of late uh, on the offensive end and I think you had to ride that hot hand for as long as it, it continues and then once if he regresses back to the offensive player he's traditionally been then pick and choose your spots where to use them. But again, I I, th- I think I think you're misinterpreting what Josh Akogi brings to the table. Yeah, he said a three here and there, but most of his buckets are at the rim, and and like that's not a that's not a hot hand thing. That's an effort thing. He gives himself more and more opportunities by engaging in trying to get offensive rebounds and things of that nature. So I think what he's doing is probably the more consistent thing than anybody else on the Suns is doing because it's effort. And you can always provide effort. And Josh Okoge knows if he doesn't provide effort, he's not even in the league. So I, I think it's something that you can count on, to be honest with you. Gerald, am I wrong, though? Does Hasn't he traditionally struggled around the basket, too? This isn't a guy yeah. that's an automatic like he's been as of late. Yeah, he's traditionally not shot the ball well from three and not shot the ball well around the basket. But if he's making plays like this and if he is attacking downhill, that's what you want. Um, and I, I do think, like... As of right now, I would play Josh Okogi over Shamit in a playoff series. My point was more like minutes just get short in the playoffs mm-hmm. because, like, you know, bench guys play 10, maybe 15 minutes if there's, you know, depending. Uh, most of the stars are going to be around 35 to 40 minutes. But shit, it feels like the stars are playing 35 to 40 right now. They are if you're Mikhail Bridges in a 20 <laughs> point win. <laughs> He's oh, don't, get 39. It. I don't get it at why, all. Why is Booker <laughs> playing 34 too and Chris Paul 36 when? This one was in hand. Booker, I think they put him back in because they wanted him to, like, he started out great. He was 5'9", and then he just went super cold. So I think they wanted to let him shoot through it a little bit. But, like, 35 minutes in a game like this is still a lot coming off a hammy. 36 for Chris Paul, 39 for McHale. Like, you don't, I know that Monty has said, like, he's with the three ball the way that it is today. He doesn't trust leads as much as he would like to anymore. But, like, with... Five minutes left, you're up by 20. Like, just pull the starters, man. Yeah, Please. Look, look I, that wasn't sli- that wasn't a slight to Josh Okogi. I love what he's no, bringing no. to the table. And he also gave me my favorite McHale meme I think I've ever had when he <laughs> had the, put back, the, the tip back dunk. And McHale literally ran back down the court as if he was scared until the next defensive possession uh, came up. But yeah. I think it's time. I think we got to name him. I, I think Josh Okoge is our king of the game tonight. Our DraftKings king of the game, 11 points, 11 rebounds, two assists. He also added in two steals. Superb crown placement tonight as well, Emma, <laughs> on that one. Yeah, I, I like it. Tough to do it when a guy wears a headband. Yeah. Uh, but but you pulled this off spectacularly, Emma. It's impressive. Um, yeah, look, I'm I'm not going to lie to you. Like Josh Okoge was not the best player on the court for the Suns tonight but it felt like he had the biggest impact when the Suns needed it most when the Clippers were trying to come back in the game. Um, you know, obviously, Mikhail Bridges went off. Chris Paul played really well. But, like, Akogi just had that spark that they needed tonight when, you know, they got caught coasting a little bit. Yeah, yeah. the juice. That juice. They call him <laughs> nonstop, and that is what he was tonight. And there's, uh, there's no doubt in in that that he was nonstop tonight that's why he's our DraftKings king of the game and i want to tell you about our friends over at DraftKings. 
Uh, the NBA is obviously in full swing, and you know they have some of the best ways to bet on NBA games. I'm a big fan of it. They have some of these prepackaged parlays that we enjoy uh, doing as well. And if you want to take part in the action, you can download that app now. Sign up with the code PHNX. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game, and you're going to get $150 in free bets. And now I think you can feel safe to start betting the Suns again a little bit in those pregame money lines as well. Let's uh, use that code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Damn, dude. Hey, I mean, Joel, what the fuck, man? Y'all be nice to him in the chat. Dude, now. what is wrong with you guy? <laughs> How you got to do this my girl back here putting in the work like she's shamming? Yeah, oh damn that might be the biggest diss i've ever seen on this show yeah that one that i think that's the only one that's ever left me like speechless she's she's shaking <laughs> the back. Other, can the you other can hear it in her voice like, funny i like those this one was like fuck, damn joel you, you owe her an apology to my booker emma and now it went from being rude to emma to being rude to <laughs> well self-praise comes in many forms apparently oh, hey let's uh, the booker to my cp3 or cp3 to my booker What's wrong with that? Like, I'm giving her credit. She she sets us up for success here. That was the whole go. point. Throw the lob, Emma. Wow, you guys are just tough. You uh, named yourself Booker. I'm the one leading the charge tonight, aren't I? Uh, you you want to be the star? You try to carry your asses up and down the the show just, for for 48 oh minutes tonight. God. Just tell him six for 22. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled my hammy on the way over here. Does that count for anything? Oh I think that's my fair. God. All right. <laughs> Let's talk a, a little bit about the bench. Obviously, Josh Akogi, part of that bench, but wasn't just Josh tonight that got it done. One Jock Landell. Yeah, that's right. We're going back to Landell Landing mm-hmm. and partying there tonight. <laughs> as uh, as you know, Jock just had a big game. Ha- came out. He had a double double as well. Uh, I think we have another. Another clippy fact when it comes to one uh, jock here. Uh, he had number of rims he's destroyed in his career as a son. One. One. Uh, he, he wrecked <laughs> the rim there in L.A. where they had to take 10 minutes in real time to fix the damn rim with four minutes left in this game. Uh, he came strong tonight. Yeah, he did. I mean, and he almost broke the rim a second time, which thank God he didn't because we needed that <laughs> game to end. Um but Landale does a really good job at punishing uh, teams that go small. He does a really good job of carving out space when he gets that switch on the pick and roll, and he punishes teams for it. Like five for ten, uh, four or five from the free throw line. He got to the free throw line, double double off the bench. Like this is kind of what we saw early in the season, and then the Suns went away for him for whatever reason, and now it feels like they're starting to go back to him. Busy's been a little bit rough over the last few weeks. Uh, so it's been good to see Jock get some burn and, and make the most of it. I just remember going back to last year, how everybody, well, not everybody, but a lot of people were like, oh, you don't need DA. You can, the system takes care of itself. Look at J- JaVale's per 36, and Biz can carry the load. And we saw a little glimpse of Biz uh, trying to carry the load, and it is not pretty. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, Jock, I, don't, I still don't understand why Monty switches between Biz and Jock, and he always likes to say it's the matchups, which I'm going to call bullshit, mm-hmm. uh, because Jock was clearly the better player tonight and should have played. He should have started, t- 
to be honest with you. I don't know what the thinking is. Maybe he's trying to 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 give the bench a little bit more juice in terms of offensive production. Um, that's the only thing I can think of as to why Jock wouldn't start because Jock is clearly the better player between the two. Um, defensively, yes, Biz will give you some blocks. Um, he'll give you some rebounds, but offensively, uh, he's anemic, and you got to go with the with the better player. I love that your argument is the oh anybody can replace Da. You're like yeah, look at Busy, but then you look at Jock's stat line: fifteen points, ten rebounds, two blocks, like <laughs> two assists. Like yeah. he came in and played pretty damn well. And I, at your point, if Da's out again uh, when New Orleans comes to town Saturday. I think you got to start Jock at this point, right? They won't. I don't. They I won't. don't know if I agree. I, I think with Jock coming off the bench again, we've talked about this before, and maybe it's not the right way to do it. But Monty emphasizes maintaining kind of as close to the rotations as you can. With Jock being the guy coming off the bench, that should continue forward. Once Da is back, it should be Jock off the bench. So I think you put Busy into that starting role because you know. Maybe he's not going to play as many minutes, and you know that the athleticism, the rim rolling, it's a lot of what DA brings to the table, so you try to keep the continuity from group to group. I mean, that's fair as long as you're limiting the minutes and giving Jock the minutes like you did tonight in, mm. in 26 to uh, to Busy's 18. So if if you go that route and, and you play the hot hand, mm. if Jock's feeling it, I'm fine with it. As our friends on the Aussie Suns pod called, called him Vegemite Shack. I think we <laughs> might it. need to pump the brakes a little <laughs> bit. I'm I'm the biggest Jock fan you're going to find. I'm not comfortable with putting him in the Shack category yet. But, uh, but I did love what we saw from him. And the bench overall, I thought, uh, performed admirably on a night where uh, we're they were going up against third stringers, fourth stringers in some cases. I, I thought two guys had a good night. I thought the rest of the bench was meh, uh, to be honest with you. I thought Jock and Nakogi are the two that showed up. Everybody else was, I mean, Shamit was awful. Damian Lee had seven points on three or four shooting in, in 15 minutes. Like, I mean, he was I mean, all right. He, he came in and, and did like I said, meh. Enough. Yeah, I mean, it's so, not not awful, but not great. But it's if, just meh. Yeah, but if you don't have Jock and, and Josh play the way that they do, this game is much closer than. Well, that's than what I said. Besides those bench. two. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's that's two players <laughs> off your bench, all right? So <laughs> I yeah. said besides those two. <laughs> I mean, if you take out the one guy that we've been dissing all show, I think they shot fourteen of twenty four off the bench. It was mostly those two guys, but. I, I thought the effort was there, and if you look at the plus-minus for the bench, it's all positives, even Shamit, who went nine, one of seven. So, like, they were still defending well. Um, they outscored the Clippers in bench points pretty significantly, and it got a little bit closer in garbage time. Um, but in that, like, first quarter, what kind of blew it, the lead wide open, was those early bench units. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm encouraged by that, even if it is against the Clippers' D squad. Can, can we talk? Plus minus mm. the fact that somehow Shamit is a plus twelve on how he goes one of seven. Plus minus is the worst stat in basketball. It's, it's <laughs> not if it if it has the proper context, and I think tonight it had the proper context because that bench unit was so good when they came in there and kind of blew the lead open in that first second quarter. So you're saying Shamit was a plus twelve and it's solid. I'm not saying he's solid. I'm saying he well, was a part of a good bench unit. I, I get and he that. was fine. Like but he defended well. Mikhail has 27 points in this game. It is a plus eight. 
Like, well, right. No, I know. I'm not saying it's a perfect stat. I'm saying you need the proper context yes. to discuss it. Like any stat. I think that's yeah. I think that's the case. I just I know a lot of people rely on that to go. <laughs> no, no. Somebody had a good game and you can't. You can't I'm sorry. You can't compare uh, compare Mikhail and Shamit in the same. One of these things game. is not like the other. I one. mean, if you're the Suns trying to trade Shamit, you're going like, yeah, Landry Shamit <laughs> plus that. 12. Just like, look at the plus minus. He is please. a plus minus guy. <laughs> Do not look at anything else. Ignore everything else. That plus minus is what you want. You like go, a used yeah. car salesman. Hey, go. but that form though, it looks pretty good until <laughs> he releases the ball. And then it's He's like shit. That, that used car. Only one owner. Old lady only drove it on Sundays. Ignore the fact that it has 200,000 miles and uh, can barely run. 100% from the free throw line tonight. 100%. Oh, my God. Stop, Gerald. Just <laughs> Did stop. Did you read that? I thought he was four or five. Did I read he was, that wrong? He was four, oh, four. four or four. four You're or right. Four. We'll give you that. 100% Sham, from the free Sham throw. God is here. <laughs> if they only move the three-point line into where the free throw line is, oh, we'll be in If they only didn't it. play defense in the NBA. I guarantee you it'll be 10 years from now, and I still won't be able to explain to you how Shamit went from being like a 40% three-point shooter with every other team to this with the Suns. I will never be able to explain it. I think Saul just ruined this dude's confidence. Somebody sent him a super Somebody cut must of have Saul's done something, games. man, because I don't, I don't get it. I don't get like I wanted to be on board. It's not like when he signed initially, I was like, fuck this guy. I wasn't like that. And then we got to about 20 games in the season. I was like, are we sure this guy's good? And then we got to like game 40 and I was like, are we really sure this guy's any good? See, and then we got to game 60, and it just never stopped. And I was like, bro, give me one game. And he's, he's giving you, like, three games of where you're like, there's the Shamit that we hoped we would get. See, I'm going to call slight bullshit on this because <laughs> from the moment he signed, that was the day that DA did not get his extension. Yes. And everybody was salty as hell about that. But I didn't really know much about Shamit's game, like to the to the point yeah. where you did. Yeah. So I was like, I'll let his play do the talking. Uh -huh. And then when I realized... Forty million dollars just went out the fucking window like that. I was like, no, forty four. Get it right. Uh, this is bullshit. <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna read Mannery's comments, but uh, Eli wants to know when will Saul interview Shamit. We're gonna set up that one on one day for sure. I will Man. not be here for that. You know, I won't be here for I, that. <laughs> None of us will. Uh, you know, I know that Lander Shamit isn't always reliable, but our friends at Four Peaks always are. Uh, the best beer in the valley. What, what it was that? That's not a bad transition. <laughs> that's a pretty. That's a reach. Oh come on! Are you are you saying our friends at Four Peaks aren't reliable? With no, the they are reliable. Right. Absolutely that's reliable. right. You the two can shut up now. Digs at Sham, the rough man. <laughs> uh, our friends at Four Peaks uh, have some of the best beers in the valley. One of my favorite things is their holiday uh, advent box that they that they have twenty four beers. Uh, for the month of okay. December, you don't need to get it, Emma. I don't. People don't need the. Okay, poor Emma has to walk over and grab uh, the <laughs> holiday box now. Twenty four beers in twenty four days. It's like an adult advent calendar. Or Anything if you're feeling bad, you. just twenty four beers you can drink at any point in the month of December. Uh, it is spectacular. Uh, there, the holiday cheer What's box today's date? Four Peaks. Uh, the 14th? Today is the fifteenth. I think we have it's two a, beers a, there, 14th it? and 15th. Oh, shit, that, 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 so Saul's going to go open those. Man, what well, I tell you about uh, something that our <laughs> friends at Four Peaks are sponsoring. It is our first annual inaugural PHNX 
Tea Party presented by Four Peaks at the Dobson Ranch Golf Course. We're running out all the entire driving range, and we were there earlier this week, and mm. it is spectacular. This is not your your simple uh, driving range. This thing is next level uh, swing bays where you can play any golf course you want. It is amazing. We're running them all out. You can come hang out with Big Drive Energy, the PHNX crew, uh, your four friends from Four Peaks, and fellow diehards for a night of golf, food, drinks, contest prizes, and more. Uh, as if that's not enough, there is more as well. Our PHNX Suns crew, that's us here, are going to be hosting the watch party for the Suns versus Timberwolves. Four Peaks will, will be out there providing you beer samples and swags. Click the link in our description right now uh, to become part of it. $45 per person. Uh, and then uh, 35, uh, 36 if you're a diehard, you can get foursomes for 160 per foursome, or 120 if you are a diehard. I, I'm I'm really glad that you clarified that we're the PH Next Sons crew. <laughs> I mean, that's us here. <laughs> I thought it was on if you were Cardinals here for the PHNX Cardinals, you're in the wrong place, though. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I just wanted to clarify. <laughs> This this is not an ad written specifically for like, us to read. Am I on the right show right now? <laughs> also, uh, two cans, the 14th and 15th. The 14th one was the Desert Day oh, Drinker. A tall Ooh. boy. But this one, the Zeracol Desert IPA. Ooh, it's a big boy. That's pretty. a fancy can, yeah, too. Yeah, it's a fancy can. All right. There you go. You need to you put know, that in the fridge and drink oh, it yeah. later. <laughs> uh, that, that'll that be a Saul special on a Friday. That is uh, that is nice. There. Not a big IPA guy, so probably not. Oh, I'll take that well, down. Then uh, that'll be a Gerald special <laughs> when we get off the air. Yep. Uh, you know, I wish I, I wish our friends over at OGs would give me an advent calendar, too, mm-hmm. because 24 days of OGs would be uh, quite spectacular as well. I'm a big fan of their orange creamsicle. Uh, I, I love that. I was kind of curious when we started this. I'm no longer kind of curious. I am uh, kind of fabulous. I've uh, partaken <laughs> and enjoyed. I mean, it. pulling out all the stops tonight. <laughs> Every single one of them. Kind of fabulous. fabulous. He says without adding oh an God. eye. <laughs> are you are you still using their uh, their sleep gummy, the aquaberry flavor one? The yeah. I mean, I, I use it whenever I need to. Whenever I feel like I. I need to like probably tonight because usually at late nights uh once you get fucking delirious like i am right now mm-hmm. when you get home you just kind of sit up all of a sudden you're like oh i got this bolt of energy so i usually take a gummy yeah, so uh, i like to be kind of curious so mm-hmm. on a late night. no i i mean i i probably dabble in ogs two to three times a week oh, because so you're it's, kind of fabulous it's, it's that well. it's that fantastic yeah it's, it's such a great product they're so widely popular they're the number one scratch made gummy in phoenix um, they, they're just such a great product. You got to take care. You got to take advantage of their great, great flavors and product, really. As always, you can find them at your local dispensary. Must be 21 and over to enjoy. Uh, let's talk about Devin Booker. We kind of buried the lead. Devin Booker was back mm-hmm. tonight. What did you guys make of, uh, of his evening? I felt it was a little uneven, but kind of to be expected. Look, I mean, I mean, people are going to look at the fact that he only scored 14 points on six of 22 shooting, one of nine from three, and I get it. Like he went super cold after the start, but when the game was still competitive, he was five of nine. He looked good and athletic. Um, I know a lot of us were concerned. Okay, how's he going to look coming off the hammy? He was only out for two games. He's dealt with hammy injuries before, but he looked fine. He had the reverse dunk. He had that nice little reverse layup under the rim. 
Um, so I'm not really stressed about it. Like all of the shots he was missing were shots when the game was pretty much well out of reach. Um, so yeah, it'll be nice to see how he plays against the Pelicans in a game that should be a lot more competitive. Um, but for now, all I cared about was him looking okay athletically and coming out of it without retweaking anything. I, uh, I think that he played and I think he, (laughs) uh, was just trying to get his legs back into it. And that's about it. I, I was con- concerned that he played over 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't understand why. I was. I mentioned to these guys when we watched the game, I was like, I don't think Devin Booker's coming back in the fourth quarter because they were still up by 20-plus points. Right. Um, and then he came back. And I was like, but why? But why? Like, yeah. he has not had a good stretch this these last 10 days. Um, and tonight – doesn't help that fact, obviously, 6-22 shooting. Mm-hmm. He's been off with his shot. He just has. He hasn't scored like the Devin Booker we know. Uh, so we'll, we're about to find out on Saturday like if he if he's feeling really good or not because, uh, the, obviously, the Pelicans present a lot of problems. And that's an, that's an actual matchup we can talk about because tonight was just – it was practice. It was practice for these guys. Tonight looked like tired legs. I know – not because he's played too much, but because when you have a few nights off and you nurse a hammy because you're not working on anything like that, it felt like as the game went on, he just had those heavy legs and, and wasn't able to hit it. What I didn't like, if we're going to nitpick it, is he went one from nine for three. At some point, just stop jacking him, right? What, what's the point of when you're – why are you yeah. shooting nine of them when you obviously don't have it mm. tonight? But they were up big, so I guess he's just – Shooters try to shoot themselves out of a slump. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we could break this down any any series of ways about Devin Booker and his impact tonight, but his impact tonight is almost useless to talk about because they were playing against a G League team tonight, yeah. like basically. So, like he he got some he got some run, he got some he got he got some 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 game uh, time on the floor, and that's my biggest takeaway. He's back. I uh, I did like that he went for that reverse dunk. That was probably the fanciest yeah. dunk. He's had in his career, and I felt like he did it just to say to everybody, the hamstring's fine. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. And I'm doing this just to show off a little bit right now. Actually, when you jump backwards, you mo- use more of your quad than your hamstring. So I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, man. We got a sports science segment so, going so on. So now here. he's only going to dunk backwards till the hammies <laughs> are good. That's it. That's it. Is that yeah. it? He, maybe he'll shoot his jump shot backwards like that, too. Maybe that'll take less stress. God. Can't ever just make a point. Well, <laughs> actually, let me tell you. And it wasn't even me. No. Uh, the, the, sorry, I didn't realize that I was degrading you here on the PHNX Suns show. <laughs> That's us, by the way. Yeah, is okay. it? Yeah. I thought we were the PHNX Rising show. I thought we were talking soccer. Uh, you know who had a an impressive night, but it was kind of it felt quiet. Uh-huh. Chris Paul almost had a triple double tonight. Mm-hmm. At 15 points, 13 assists, and seven rebounds. But I, I don't feel like I remember anything particular outside of like one midi that he hit. Oh, I remember the whole first half because he was great <laughs> in the first half. Because we've been waiting. We've been talking all season long about, okay, can he still get to his spot in the midi? Like, is he settling too much from three? And there were a couple of instances in the first half where it felt like he pulled a little too early. Um, but he was two for six, not terrible. He was two for five at halftime. But I did like seeing him kind of snake his way to the elbow and hit the patented midi shot that he's been hitting for his entire career. We haven't seen a lot of that this season. So the fact that he shot six for 13 after a really bad night uh, in Houston, I think Mikhail Bridges' horrible night took a lot of 
focus off of that. Um, but it was good to see him kind of bounce back, facilitate, play well, um, and look for his shot. Like that's something he doesn't do a lot anymore. We've wondered if it's because he's older or if it's because it's a function of his new role. Uh, tonight looked more like the Chris Paul we're used to seeing. I, I mean, I, I hope. I hope that this is the start of things to come. Mm -hmm. I hope that, you know, his legs are getting back under him and he's and he's feeling pretty good. I really do hope this. Again, mm -hmm. I feel like they were playing against a G League team, so it's hard to take a, a lot away from this. Right. But he played very well. Um, he, he was solid. Uh, and he, he resembled more of the Chris Paul that we know and love uh, more than what he had shown previously. So well, They better hope it's not fool's gold because they need him. And that's point blank. Oh, yeah. This team needs Chris Paul, even if it's 80% of what they had last year. They need him being effective. My wife is taunting me in the chat today. So Tracy <laughs> says, y'all miss Lindsay, don't you? I mean, she was sticking up for you earlier when you made that joke. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, she said nice transition. Yeah, 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 your transition. I, I believe our friend Clippy had one more uh, Devin Booker stat for us tonight. Uh, it was a Clippers Devin Booker stat that I found interesting. Uh Kawhi Leonard, I can read this. I wrote it. So this I looks like a Gerald quote. <laughs> it's a Gerald quote. Why does Clippy look drunk? <laughs> Clippy yeah. is drunk. Why it's 11.30 at night. Why is one eye closed and the other one's open? He's like slurring hey, his words. He's like, oh, hey, hey, yeah, that's why that's just all blurry. Hey, uh, the Microsoft uh, Clippy here. Uh, it's, it, was when, it was Windows Kawhi 95. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George have missed more games this season, 30 of them, then Devin Booker has missed in the last three seasons combined 28 games. That's kind of crazy. Or excuse me, 23 games. That's kind of crazy. That's that's how much they use this load management bullshit mm. that they've missed 30 combined games this year. Devin Booker's missed 23 over the last three years. Good stat, Drunk Clippy. Hey, look at that. <laughs> drunk Clippy coming up big for us tonight. So uh, well, let's tell you about our friends at game time. If you want to get into the Suns, Pelicans game on Saturday, the game time uh, app and the game time website are where you need to go. You can save up to 60% on last minute tickets. I've used it for, for a couple things. I'm looking at concert tickets there. I'm still looking at my Tay Tay tickets. I haven't found mm -hmm. a price I'm comfortable pulling the trigger on, mm -hmm. but still using it. You used it for a Cardinals game earlier this year, right? Cardinals, Wildcats, Suns. You had great Wildcats tickets. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And I throw up for eight tickets for 100 bucks. Total? It was like 90. Total. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what you can get with game time. Usually you don't want to procrastinate, but with game time, it actually pays to do that. You can save up to 60%. You can click that link in the chat or in the game notes uh, because buying tickets through there helps us, and it helps you out save money. And then, Saul, Bad Birdie. You guys were wearing it while we were out at Dobson Ranch the other day for our uh, for all staff meeting, and... I'm jealous. You guys get all the cool bad birdie gear. The shirts are, are pretty dope. I love the hat, both the bird hat and and the hat that just says bad on it. Uh, I should wear the one that says bad on it because my golf game is <laughs> is very much bad. So. No, it, it, it's fantastic. I mean, the colors, the 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 different. I, I have a quarter zip that I wear, and I fucking love it. It's comfortable. It breathes. It's uh, although the other day when we were on the the course, it was fucking cold as shit when i was wearing it but uh, I, you could have used three of them i could have used a lot more of them for sure i digress but they have so many different colors and uh different styles you're gonna love it you're gonna love the way it feels it's 
It's actually wildly popular now. It's getting more and more popular by the day. Uh, use promo code BadBirdiePHNX15. Save yourself 15% off at BadBirdieGolf.com. I'm telling you, the hats, the shirts, they have pants, like the whole nine yards. You're going to love every single thing that you buy from there. I also love that their logo looks like the Twitter bird died because that's pretty apropos. Right <laughs> Spot on. <laughs> Let's uh, let's take a look at what's coming up uh, in the rest of the week for the Suns here on our look ahead. Saturday night, 7 p.m. against the Pelicans. Uh, we know how things have gone against the Pelicans previously. Not great, Bob, no. is what, uh, what I would say about that. They've lost the last two. We've taken some heat from Pelicans fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hoping for a big bounce back. But what are you guys looking for on Saturday night? I mean, honestly, just a stronger effort overall from from first to fourth quarter. Um, I think the Pelicans have um, dominated, uh, especially those interior corners quarters, the second and yeah. third quarters. Um, and, and you just can't let them pull away. Listen, this is an opportunity for you to remind the league that you're still you're still up there, that you're still a strong team, that you're still a contender. Uh, you can't let too many of these games go away because you know, as James Jones has said, like. They look at these games as uh, as important, more important than a game like tonight. Um, so you got to come out, you got to play, and you got to play well. Uh, they haven't done that the last couple against the the Pels, and I expect them to on Saturday. Devin Booker, I'm what I'm really looking for is Devin Booker to snap out of this little funk that he's in. Uh, he's been in a funk for a while now, five games, mm-hmm. four games, and uh, it all started with the MVP matchup against the Mavs, and it, and it hasn't been right since. So. I'm looking for him to kind of get back into his groove again because uh, it's sorely missed. Yeah, I'm looking for a bounce-back game from Book against the number two team in the West. I'm looking for a win against this team because you look at the Suns' record and they are significantly better at home as opposed to on the road. They're only 5-9 and nine on the road, and that's with tonight's win. They've lost as many road games already this season as they did all of last year. Um, and let's get a little win streak going. They beat the Clippers tonight because they should. Then they got New Orleans, and then it's Lakers, Wizards before the Grizzlies come to town, and the Grizzlies are the new number one team in the West. Then after that, they're on like a five or six game road trip that starts Memphis, Washington, Toronto, New York, Cleveland. Like now is the time to pile up wins because the schedule does get tough over the next few weeks. Um, I'm going to ask you guys this: Do we see a trade before Christmas? Before Christmas? No. Before Christmas? No, I don't no. think so. I don't think so either. I just I know everybody was waiting for. December fifteenth, as as I, I think as that a date. I think that was just a day that that people uh, talked about in terms of more more players being available, so maybe it presented more opportunities. But I, I just I feel like nothing's going to happen until we get close to the trade deadline. To be honest, I maybe three or four weeks away from the trade deadline at 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 most. I I think some of these teams have to figure out who they are. Mm-hmm. The Utahs of the world, the Wizards, are they actually, uh, you know, playing for something? Teams like that that the Suns have been rumored to, you know, be be trying to make a deal with, or does Miami start to fall back, or Atlanta where they feel like they really need a piece? I think that's, you know, that may shake some things out, but that may not happen until close to the deadline, just because there is so much parity. Yeah, I don't think it will because everybody right now. You don't want to sacrifice a piece because you're like, man, we we're in this right now. You know, like even the Jazz. You know, like one of the surprises of the league this year. Why would they trade any valuable asset unless they can get one in return? Because they're right there. Like they can compete with anybody right now. And so I'm not saying that that's going to last, 
but hell, you never know with this league. You know, we a couple years ago before the season even started, we didn't know uh, um, Kawhi was going to you know tear his ACL in the second series of, of of the playoffs. We didn't know like all these stars were Jamal Murray getting injured down the stretch. Like that's why you keep your core. That's why you build your team as best as possible to take advantage of those situations, which the Suns did and got to the finals. Um, you know, this year is probably going to be one of those years where a lot of teams are available um, and feeling ready to make a run, a potential run. And so it's it's going to be very interesting. And that's why I think it'll be all the way up until the last minute where teams finally look in the mirror and say, okay, we, we need to do something because we can't keep this asset and, and, and sacrifice the return we would get. Right. You, you need more time to let this stuff kind of develop um the suns are the only team right now that has the urgency to make a trade like right now everybody else is waiting to see how their season unfolds like you want to see teams like the wizards the bulls the raptors continue to lose i think the wizards have lost like eight straight you want to see these teams that have attractive players kind of spiral a little bit because then once it gets close to the deadline it's like okay they're gonna blow things up they're gonna be sellers at the deadline these are the teams we can target as of right now, before Christmas, no team is going to be willing to jump out on that ledge unless they're already in the tank race. And even then, like, it's still too soon for that. And I don't even know that the Suns are all that motivated. Do they, do they want to trade Jay? Yeah, but they've sat as long as they have already. What's another, you know, three, four weeks if they have to have to go that long to get the right deal? So no, this will be more like, what, six to eight weeks? Right. If, if they point? go to the trade deadline, yeah. yeah. I mean, which I think they will because I don't know how much is going to change really in the next three or four weeks. Somebody might get desperate. I mean, who knows? Dallas is is fighting all sorts of injuries. Maybe they want to make some desperate play. They think Jake could help. I don't know. Somebody, somebody may all of a sudden get desperate and and make an offer that that works here. But I'm not holding my breath on any of it. I just wanted to bring it up. I saw the chat mm-hmm. talking a lot about trades. Any uh, any final thoughts, uh, as, as Lindsay likes to ask us? No, I don't think so. Again, we're not going to put much stock in this game because it was against their D squad. But at the same time, they, they needed a game like tonight to just feel winning again, <laughs> feel the ball go through the hoop, um, mm-hmm. and have Devin Booker back out there. So... I want to feel winning again. That was nice. <laughs> Let's get a win streak going. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, string two of them together so we can we can have two nights in the VIP lounge. We've spent way too much time. I forgot the what the music sounded like, the intro music. <laughs> you actually did it say It had been that. so long. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we'll be back here on Saturday night. Saul and I will be sitting here. Gerald will be out at, at the arena, but we'll bring you both pregame and post game for Suns and Pelicans on Saturday. So for Gerald Borgay, you can follow him at Gerald Borgay. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow me at Espo. Remember, be nice to Emma because without her, we don't go on live. Oh, hoy, hoy. Tell the Phoenix Metro, Megas in control, and he ain't never gonna let go. BHNX, though, Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, y'all always rep the family. Rally in the valley like Dan.